It's the show the establishment warned you about. Yes, 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 it is the show the establishment warned you about, and for good reason, because you are likely to be exposed to things that challenge the status quo uh, conventional wisdom that is pushed by the big media corporate types and also every other establishment type that you can run across. Uh, we're here joining you uh, from Tampa, Florida, where the Dr. Tommy Show originates from, and we're glad you're here. It's a Dr. Tommy Show is online at drtommy.com slash podcast, and you can watch us on Rumble, and you can listen to us on any of the podcasting platforms, and um, we're happy you're here. Uh, if you're here and you're from a different part of the country, particularly one of the countries, one of the many different people's republics, and you're in Tampa and you want to come see us, uh, please do. We have uh, several new arrivals from uh, People Republic, People's Republics across this country, uh, in particular People's Republic of California, and uh, they're seeking freedom from the tyranny of living in California, and also they're seeking uh, some less insane type of health environments where you're not uh, tackled at the entrance and uh, swabbed in the nose and asked if you have your vaccinations and boosters and show your all of your uh, all of your cards before you can get in so if you want that type of medical care don't come here but if you want freedom and be able to breathe freely come come to our office there's a i have a stack here of a lot of stuff and one of the stacks is a uh, something about masks and uh, it may be something for you to uh, take into consideration next time you don your mask Anyway, thank you for joining us. There's some breaking news on COVID. Speaking of masks, uh, apparently Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, has contracted COVID. He was recently on his trip to the Middle East where he fist bumped uh, MBS and then also did a couple of other things like say that the Holocaust was an honor, the honor of the Holocaust. And he also apparently begged for oil. And then they said that he didn't beg for oil. Or sorry, he begged for oil. He says he didn't, and then he also uh, apparently uh, accused the crown prince there of murdering the Washington Post columnist Khashoggi, and then the the uh, Saudi Arabian foreign minister said that that never came up. So anyway. In the midst of all that, he did end up getting COVID, apparently, but now he has very mild symptoms, they tell us. We've been waiting for this to happen. Obviously, this is going to have to happen because everybody in the United States apparently is going to get COVID at some point, and it was only a matter of time before Joe Biden got COVID. However, if there was somebody who was going to get COVID, he would be the last person on earth you'd think that would get COVID besides maybe the queen, although I think the queen got COVID and and she recovered. But anyway, Joe Biden's got COVID now, and he's got very mild symptoms. But he's still going to take Paxlovid, which is the new drug from pa- from Pfizer, which is supposed to make COVID symptoms not bad. But that's the one that uh, Dr. Fauci took and then had the COVID rebound, Paxlovid rebound, and got worse symptoms. So I don't know if that's such a great idea for Joe Biden to be taking Paxlovid, especially if he's he's got very mild symptoms, they say. I mean, he's got he's fully vaccinated, so he's got two vaccines or two shots he's had two boosters and so if he has very mild symptoms what's the point of taking paxlovid especially if you're going to potentially get covid rebound but anyway they're going to give him paxlovid we'll see what happens with him but this brings to the mind the 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 thing we've always been talking about here is 
if these people are getting COVID, everyone's getting COVID, and now the guy in the whole world who should be the most protected from COVID because of the the testing and everything that's got to go on in order to see Joe Biden, you have to be tested. Joe Biden gets tested all the time. He fist bumps foreign leaders. All these things, all these precautions are taken, and still he got COVID. Why in the hell are we still mandating the vaccine, which is clearly worthless again uh, uh, in, in preventing COVID infection? It's clearly worthless. Uh, so anyway, I, you know, we have this thing in here, the stack here about there's a judge that has finally. Oh, where is it here? It, there's a judge that ruled against the mask mandates for some of the uh, military guys that were about to get kicked out. And it, it's taken things like this judge here. This judge has uh, ruled against the uh, kicking of the person out. They, these people out, but it also took a judge down here in Tampa ruling against masks on the airplanes to, to push back against the COVID madness. But here we are. It says this is from the Gateway Pundit from uh, a few days ago. Trump appointed judge blocks Air Force from expelling unvaccinated service members and enforcing vaccine mandate. A federal judge in Ohio blocked the Air Force's plan to expel thousands of the unvaccinated members and enforcing the vaccine requirement against COVID-19 on Thursday. American Military News reported that Trump appointed Judge McFarland of Ohio Southern District granted a temporary restraining order after service members sued the Air Force secretary to provide religious exemptions to COVID-19 vaccines. It says here that there was uh, is a temporary temporary uh, blocking of this. So this is not even going to happen necessarily. These people may still be kicked out of the Air Force. It says, as of the Air Force likes vaccination statistics, 6,803 members were denied religious accommodations while 2,847 requests remain pending. And only 104 were approved. Approximately 2.9% of the Air Force entire ranks remain unvaccinated. So why in the hell are they still even doing this? Why are they even talking about vaccines? Why? Except to push vaccines for sales reasons. There's absolutely no medical reason for vaccines at this point. If you're talking about trying to, like they always said, oh, you're protecting other people if you get the vaccine. Because you're going to spread it, you know. You, you're going to spread it around, and it's not fair that you spread spread it around because you're so selfish. You don't want the vaccine. Everyone's got to chip in. Everyone's got to do their part. And here we are. Joe Biden apparently is uh, one in the 5,000 breakthrough case that he said. He said uh, one year ago he was saying that if you get the vaccine, you won't have to get. Uh, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. And then he said, well, you know, it's one in 5,000 chance that you'll get COVID. And now we see Joe Biden's got it and everyone's got it. That's that's a whoever on the left who has been a propagandist for forcing vaccines on people is has got COVID. I think I don't know one person on the left who has been trying to force people to get vaccines, threatening their life and liberty, not their life, but threatening their liberty and their well, threatening their life if they're going to make them lose their job, potentially through depression and anxiety and everything else like that and starvation even. But either way, all these people on the left who have been big, big advocates of forcing people to get vaccines against their will. Now, I think every one of them has had COVID at some point now that Joe Biden's had it. I know, um, I know the, uh, governor out in California, I think he's had it twice. It says that, uh, Kevin O'Connor, the doctor, says he is exp- <clears throat> Biden's experiencing fatigue <coughs> excuse me 
has a runny nose and fatigue and will undergo <clears throat> treatment with the antiviral Exlovid. And he's going to isolate in the White House and continue carrying out his duties during this time, he says. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I don't think he should be working at all. This uh, He should be resting. There's no reason that Joe Biden should be working. I mean, let's be serious. <clears throat> let's be honest. What, what work is he going to be doing anyway? Uh, he's not going to be reading any teleprompters anyway while he's sick. But anyway, so we'll see what happens. But again, why in the world are we still having vaccine mandates when Joe Biden now has had COVID? One of the things that's happened recently is this shooter who was in Ohio uh, tried to uh, kill a bunch of people. I'm sorry, Indiana. And uh, he was neutralized by this hero. And his name is, I'm not going to say it wrong, but Alicia Dickin. It's, it's spelled E-L-I-S-J-S-H-A. I don't know how you pronounce that. But anyway, this young man, 22 years old, he opened fire on the Indiana mall shooter and neutralized him in 15 seconds. It says that... The New York Post, this is from Breitbart, the New York Post points out that uh, the uh, police chief initially said that Dick's, Dickon returned fire two minutes into attack, into the attack. But on Tuesday, he said the error was simply a result of misreading the notes during the press conference. I need to correct this immediately. And he said that it was actually 15 seconds. There's video surveillance shows that the, the shooter exited the restroom at 556 48 p.m. and he was neutralized by Dixon Dickon at 557.03. That is amazing. And apparently, if I remember correctly, they said that he shot this guy from a distance of 40 yards. And uh he hit him eight times. That is amazing. That is really good shooting. And of course, as predicted, I thought I was gonna wait and I wasn't gonna search it out because I was just gonna wait for it to come to me. But it said that. There was immediate, not immediately, but there has been now people saying that this guy was in the wrong. This guy, Dickon, he shouldn't have, he wasn't in the wrong necessarily, but it, it wasn't a good thing necessarily that he shot anybody because he shot somebody. He stopped this guy with a gun and it would have been better. I saw someone wrote, I think it was one of the uh, anti-gun uh, groups that thinks uh, moms demand something. Anyway, it said that she said that Dickon it was it shouldn't be celebrating that dick and shot this guy because he did it with a because he had a gun and we are uh, becoming confused about what the real goal should be and that is absolutely no guns anywhere which is a fantasy this is also some from breitbart it says the attacker began shooting in the mall's food court at 556 sunday and dick and responded by firing on him at 557 the attacker tried to run for cover as Dickon fired at him, but collapsed to the floor, fatally injured from at least one of Dickon's rounds. That's amazing. And he said, uh, they said that this guy um, was carrying because he had constitutional carry was just recently passed in Indiana. So constitutional carry means you don't have to have any type of uh, special clearance or anything uh, as long as you're not uh, deemed to be not allowed to carry because of your criminal history or if you've had any uh, other reasons that would negate you from being able to carry, you're able to carry without any special permits, and that's called constitutional carry. And because of that, he saved a lot of people's lives because this guy was loaded for bear. He apparently had two ARs with him, uh, and those are uh, the the chosen 
chosen uh, uh, weapon from the left to demonize the AR because the AR stands for assault rifle, they say, which actually it doesn't stand for that. It stands for armor light rifle, which brings apart brings to this next topic. This is about this is from here in Florida. Florida Gator QB collapses under the pressure of woke mob about nickname. It says, according to Daily Wire, this is from TrendingPolitics.com. According to Daily Wire, Anthony Richardson, quarterback for the Florida Gators, stated that he is going to change his, quote, AR-15 nickname, which is a combination of his initials and his jersey number, along with his scope reticle logo after things after talking things over with those close to him. He says, after discussions with my family and much thought, I have decided no longer use the nickname AR-15 and the current apparel line logo, which features a scope reticle as part of my branding. While a nickname is only a nickname and AR-15 was simply a representation of my initials combined with my jersey number, it is important to me that my name and brand are no longer associated with the assault rifle that has been used in mass shootings, which I do not condone in any form. So here we are. The left jumped on him because he said his, his nickname was AR-15, which is his, his initials and the number 15. And then he also used a scope on there because there is a gun called an AR-15. And that was just that was too much for the left. And I guess they've been attacking him. So now he's changed his uh, he's, he's going to change it. He's just going to go by AR now. And like I said, AR does not stand for assault rifle. Uh, Michael Moore and all you other uninformed people out there, Armalite Rifle is the name of the company that initially made that style of rifle. But anyway, it's sad, though, because he had to change the name. But what's even sadder is he has to fall in line and he has to kowtow and use the, use the terminology assault rifle. Uh, assault rifle is a, a made-up term. There's no such thing as assault, an assault rifle. I mean, it's stupid. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh, here's back to talking about those masks. This is from Conservative Review and Daniel Horowitz. It says, new study finds masks become disgusting bacteria traps as mandates continue. A new study published in the scientific reports cultured bacteria and fungi from both sides of the mask worn by 109 medical school volunteers. The findings weren't very surprising, but they also weren't pretty. Turns out that 99% of the samples had bacterial colonies growing on the inside of the mask and 94% had it on the outside. What about fungi? 79% of the samples had it on the inside, 95% on the outside. Several of the bacteria were potentially dangerous, such as Staph aureus, Bacillus cereus, Staphylococcus saprophyticus, and Pseudomonas luteola, which I have never heard of that. Pseudomonas can cause a nasty infection, though. All of those could potentially, but especially Pseudomonas. But yeah, you knew this. You know this. If you wear a mask all day long, every day, all day, there's there's two things that are a problem with that. Okay. One is you're, you're, you're trapping stuff that your body's trying to get rid of, whether it be gases or other types of particles that your body's trying to expel through respiration in the mask mechanically. Okay, that's one problem. What's the next problem? Well, the next problem is uh, the mask itself. It becomes contaminated. You breathe in, you breathe out. You breathe in, you breathe out. Moisture gets trapped, especially if you live in Florida. It's already hot. And then uh, now you're going to uh, wear this thing day and night. And then early on in the in the uh, pandemic, quote unquote, they were saying, well, N95s are better, but N95s weren't very plentiful. And so people were wearing their N95s day in and day out. And I remember seeing some people wear N95 masks, including AOC, 
that in, in a video she had where they were just completely filthy, dirty, and people just kept wearing them and wearing them. It just, oh, it grosses me out to think about it. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Biden uh, wasn't wearing his mask right, and maybe he if he had changed his mask out, maybe he had bacteria or, or fungus or something on it that helped him uh, get sick with COVID. Who knows? It's back to AOC. This is pretty funny. This is from American Greatness. It says AOC and Ilan Omar pretend to be handcuffed during arrest at an abortion protest. So these guys were out there in the front of the Supreme Court protesting. And then so I don't know why they got arrested, but they got arrested. They probably called their buddies in the Capitol Police and said, hey, I'm going to go protest. Will you come and please arrest me? Anyway, they come out and they arrest him. And then they walked her out and she pretended like she was handcuffed. I don't know why she did this. I know why she did this, to make it look like she's some type of hero. She's fighting the power, whatever the case is. But why pretend to be handcuffed? Why don't you just tell your buddy cop, hey, put handcuffs on me. Let's make this look good. You know, put handcuffs on me and I'm going to fight a little bit. And I'm, I'm going to. Just make it look good. Instead, she just puts her hand behind her back and she she acts like she's handcuffed, but she's not handcuffed because in this day and age, you know, there's going to be pictures of this. I don't know why she did that, but it goes to show that what her idea of her own voters are is she thinks they're very stupid because she says, look, my voters are so stupid. I'm going to pretend like I'm being handcuffed and they're going to think I'm some kind of hero. And then, uh, I guess she. I guess she figured they would never find out. I don't know why. Who who knows? Uh, what else here? This is a surprise. This is this is shocking news here. Uh, Fox News: New Jersey transgender woman transferred from women's only prison after impregnating two inmates. This is from Fox News: A transgender woman incarcerated at a women's only prison in New Jersey has been moved to another facility after impregnating two female inmates earlier this year, according to a local report. Now, explain that one to me. A transgender woman incarcerated at a women's-only prison in New Jersey has been moved to another facility after impregnating two female inmates earlier this year, according to a local report. Demi uh, Minor was transferred last month from the Edna Mahan Correctional Facility to Clinton in Clinton to Garden State Youth Correctional Facility, a prison for young adult offenders, a spokesman. So they took this person, Demi Minor, and uh, who impregnated two other women and uh, put this person in uh, a, a youth prison. And it says uh, that uh, this person was, uh, uh, it says, Minor's move came after the paper reported in April that two women at the center at the uh, correctional facility became pregnant after quote consensual sexual relations with another incarcerated person. Well, then they supposed to say another incarcerated woman anyway. And it says here that, uh, in 2021, New Jersey enacted a policy to allow prisoners to be housed according to their gender identity, following a lawsuit brought forth by a trans inmate who lived in men's prisons for 18 months and the American civil liberties union of New Jersey. The policy was mandated to remain in effect for at least. So, so some lawsuit now, so why don't they do this? Why don't they do this instead of transferring this prisoner to uh, this youth facility where these kids are, these innocent kids, they should just house this person in the American civil liberties union office in New Jersey and see what happens. Okay. Uh, oh, this is more 
more good news from uh, DC. Uh, Senate advances massive subsidy bill for the semiconductor industry. The Senate voted 64-34 to advance a more modest version of a long-debated bill that would subsidize domestic semiconductor production late Tuesday night. Is there not anything that we can do uh, in in our country via the government that doesn't cost that doesn't uh, include taxpayers having to pay somebody money? Uh, our our chip our, our our microchip company is really that poor that we have to give them money from our pockets. I mean, last time I checked, weren't we talking about there's going to be a, a recession coming, and weren't we talking about people were getting pounded by uh, higher prices for everything, especially food and housing, and now here we are, we're going to uh, give uh, subsidies now to computer chip companies. It says the Chips Act. Oh, how how convenient! The Chips Act is primarily designed to increase semiconductor semiconductor production in the U.S. in order to decrease dependence on China and other Asia-based manufacturers, and provides 52 billion in subsidies, as well as tax incentives to help the industry. I mean, it never ends with these people. They could never find enough of your money to give to somebody else, whether it be computer chip companies whether it be paying farmers to do things like not farm, whether it be paying uh, people who uh, who are coming across the border illegally to travel across the United States in uh, buses and airplanes to their destination of their choice. They, they can find no other, they can't, there's no end to the ways that they can find to send your money somewhere else. Speaking of busing people, this is pretty funny. It says Mayor Bowser, this is from Fox News. Mayor Bowser claims illegal immigrants crowding DC homeless shelters are asylum are are asylum seekers, quote, tricked into buses. Uh tricked onto buses. It says Washington DC Mayor Muriel Bowser appeared on CBS Face the Nation on Sunday to discuss the persistent homelessness problem plaguing her city. Bowser admitted that it's a quote significant issue and called on federal government to get more involved. As she feels illegal immigrants, uh, I think they're not called illegal immigrants. Uh, they're called migrants there, uh, Fox News. It's migrants. Anyway, it says uh, she fears that illegal immigrants are being, quote, tricked into traveling to her city. Texas Governor Abbott has sent several buses of illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. to manage the growing numbers pouring in from the border. His order to bus immigrants. Migrants, here we go. Now they fix themselves. His order to bus migrants to D.C. came after multiple border communities have complained about the influx of illegal immigrants. It's funny, too, because this is the way it always happens. There was a time in, uh, when Trump was president where uh, I forgot what the reason was, but they were going to do something similar. I guess there was a, oh, I know what it was. It was one of these huge uh, groups of Illegal immigrants were at the border and they were going to come across the border or maybe they come across the border. I can't remember. I think it was from Haiti. Anyway, they were coming across the border and Trump leaked it out that he was going to send all of these people to Miami. I think Miami Dade or Broward County, one of these two places where they're Democrat stronghold in in, uh, Florida. And it was leaked. It wasn't official, but it was leaked that this was the plan. And the guys in Florida, the Democrats down there who were the in government freaked out because they said, no, 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 no. You can't send all these people here. We can't take care of them. 
And then later on, it came out, well, no, that was a preliminary thought. We weren't going to really do it. But he he, sh- he made them show their cards, kind of like this Mayor Bowser does. So Mayor Bowser, I'm quite sure, is all for open borders, right? She's safe in Washington, D.C. She wants open borders. She wants the borders in Arizona open. She wants the borders in Texas open. She wants the borders in California open. But she doesn't want them open in her backyard. It's kind of like the old uh, NIMBY problem. Not in my backyard. You know, like on, on Martha's Vineyard, they want windmills and these uh, these big fancy houses These where these liberals live. All these liberals believe in uh, renewable energy and they want windmills. And then they were going to go put windmills in their beautiful uh, bay there. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. You can't be putting those here. So not in my backyard. So Mayor Bowser says, yes, open borders, just not in my backyard. No open borders in my backyard. Uh, what else? There's something here about um, this um, share. <laughs> this is Breitbart. Share scolds Merrick Garland for moving, quote, slow. If GOP, if GOP takes Congress, it's game over for the January 6th commission. A shrill share has publicly berated Attorney General Merrick Garland for dragging his feet in the investigation into January 6th, claiming Democrats will lose their chance to nail former President Donald Trump if the GOP gains control of Congress in November. In a hysterical tweet on Monday, Cher accused Garland and the Justice Department of, quote, moving so effing slow. And then she used the real word because she's so classy. You know, she's kind of, uh, uh, I don't know what you call her, but just the way she writes, like she reads all these emojis and everything. Here's a, here's a picture if you're, if you're watching. This is Cher's tweet. Yeah. I mean, she's like a, I don't know how old she is. She's like 70-something-year-old woman. But who talks like that and writes like that? And I don't know. She goes, I really wish the Democrats would just go full tilt and run with their hair on fire, she told host Lawrence O'Donnell. I'm sure Lawrence was like shaking his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's not nice to say, and it's not a nice thing to do, or it's not the genteel thing to do, but time's a wasting, guys. Someone's got to light a fire. Uh, so this, this January 6th commission is looking into the insurrection. What they're doing, though, is they're making people like Cher, who are, yeah, you can, you could say that she's emotionally unstable, I think. You, you're taking people like Cher, people like Rob Reiner, uh, people like uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, all these different people who are on the left and liberal, or on the left and uh, unstable. They're making them more and more unstable. And I don't know at what point it's like almost like one of them exper- one of those experiments where they take like an animal and, and maybe it's a mouse or something and they they put it in this environment with this other mouse and they just they just make the mouse just uh, over the edge and then suddenly the mouse just goes crazy and destroys the other mouse and eats the other mouse or does something terrible to the other mouse. That's what they're doing to their own people, the left. Yeah, the 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 people like uh Liz Cheney and her her buddies, they're they're gonna think about what they've gone through. Okay, send okay. Start with 2016. Okay, 2016. This is what happened in 2016. Barack Obama left office. Their Messiah, their Messiah, the one that they've been waiting for, the guy who was 
sending thrills up the leg of Chris Matthews, the the guy who was going to uh, push back the the waters, who was going to who was going to reverse uh, the hatred of the United States mirror by by merely speaking, and 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 he was going to soothe all the things that were done wrong under George W. Bush just by just by being a great guy. Yeah, he left the stage, and who did they get on the stage there? Uh, Hillary Clinton. She promptly screwed up and lost and lost to, of all people, Donald Trump. And then for four years, they had Donald Trump and they were trying to nail Donald Trump from the get go. And what happened time after time? They failed. Uh, they, they failed with impeachment. They failed with impeachment again. They failed with uh, Bob Mueller and his uh, his band of of prosecutors. They failed every which way. They failed to nail the. Uh, Trump kids for anything having to do with uh, violating acts having to do with uh, exploiting their names. And at the same time, you have this guy that gets elected, Joe Biden, who's been a complete failure. And so what do they do? They say, well, we have to distract from Joe Biden's complete failure. We have to distract from Hunter Biden and all of his uh, nuttiness, all the things that we accuse Trump's kids of doing. Uh, Hunter is doing to the nth degree. And then so then they said, well, we're going to have the January 6th committee and the commission is going to it's going to make it to where Trump can't run again. It's going to make it to where he's persona non grata. And what is the Trump, uh, the January 6th commission doing? Nothing. No one's watching it. No one's taking it seriously. And then you have these people like Cher and uh, Rob Reiner and Mark Ruffalo. And they are the ones that since 2016 have been badgered. At what point? After all these failures, after two impeachments, after the Mueller report, after January 6th, they're going to keep driving these people to insanity. And pretty soon something is going to happen. They're not doing these people any favors by doing this January 6th thing. If they were really cared about their voters, if they really cared, if the people in charge really cared about, uh, for instance, uh, share and Rob Reiner, they wouldn't be doing this, but they are using these people. They're using them and they're using them to, uh, I don't know, incite, incite, incite their other base to get out. I don't know what their deal is, but they're going to drive them completely out of their minds. Uh, what else here? So, <laughs> this is kind of funny. This says that, this is from the Washington Post. Brett Kavanaugh's neighbors for abortion rights, but tired of protests. And it says uh, these people are basically uh, the people who live in Brett Kavanaugh's town are all for abortion, but they just don't want these abortion rights people in their neighborhoods. And the abortion rights people are causing chaos in their neighborhoods. It says uh, two months after demonstrators arrived, arrived, often vulgar and loud, 46-year-old artist uh, who was a neighbor of Kavanaugh's named Emily Strolson has come to see the methods is so disturbing that they come so disturbing that they come Wednesday evenings. She and her family head out for a restaurant for a long dinner. I understand where their passion comes from, but I've had enough. The mood seems to be shared up and down the street of towering trees, tightly spaced homes and families with children. The vast majority of people here are pro-choice. I don't know how they know that says Lyric Winnick, speaking on our front porch, several homes down from the conservative justice. And the vast majority of people here think these protesters have gotten out of control. Here we are back again to the not in my backyard. So they don't mind uh, the people chasing 
these people probably don't mind Brett Kavanaugh getting chased out of his house or I'm sorry, out of the restaurant where he was at Morton's chased out of the restaurant on the back door. But they do mind if those people come to their neighborhoods. It's kind of like when they were burning down uh, buildings and stuff in in uh, the 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 summer of love in 2020. Uh, they were burning down the BLM riots, burning down all these buildings and all these liberals were cheering. And then they started burning down their neighborhood. And then they got on Twitter and they're like, wait, 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 don't do that. Oh, there's this thing with the late night, late show people are going into the Capitol building, but they're not being prosecuted. Uh, this is from the daily wire. It says the United States attorney's office for district of Columbia said Monday, it cannot move forward with the misdemeanor charges against members of Stephen Colbert's crew. So these guys were in the, the Capitol doing some type of comedy sketch. Uh, I don't know if you can call it comedy or not, but anyway, they were doing some kind of sketch and then they got called by the Capitol police and arrested, but they're not being prosecuted. And it says here that after a comprehensive review of all the evidence and legal relevant legal authority, the U S attorneys general for district of Columbia has determined it cannot move forward with misdemeanor charges of unlawful injury entry against the nine individuals who were arrested. And it says here that the individuals entered the building on two separate occasions were invited in by congressional staffers to enter the building and were never asked to leave by the staffers who invited them. The members of the group had been told by various points at various points by the Capitol Police that they were supposed to have an escort. It says here uh, they, they went down to the hallway and tried to harass Lauren Boebert, Republican of Colorado. Or went to her office. They were arrested near the office of Representative Lauren Boebert around 8.30 p.m., charged with unlawful entry. What it doesn't say here is the reason that they weren't charged is because they, uh, they're liberals. And liberals, as you know, don't get charged, by and large, for anything having to do with their ideology. So if you're doing anything that's in support of uh, your ideology, if you're in support of uh, defunding the police and you happen to burn down a police precinct, you're not going to be charged with that. If you're a, a liberal comedian and you go on to late, uh, if you go into the Congress uh, late at night with the idea of harassing your political enemy, you're not going to be prosecuted. If you are the son of a uh, elderly, uh, very frail cognitively challenged president and you're doing all kinds of illegal activity on your on your uh, own time and also leaving evidence of that on your laptop you're not going to be charged so that's the that's the key there that they left out of this news article is the reason they're not being charged this is kind of scary this is from gateway pundit this is not making headlines tanks are in the streets in china protecting banks from anxious customers withdrawing from their accounts Tanks are now in the streets of China protecting the banks from anger customers who are demanding withdrawals. China's economy is not good. President Trump saw this and put China in a difficult spot during his administration to stop the communist regime from stealing intellectual property. It says here that this uh, pictures of these tanks says tanks are this is on Twitter. Someone named Wall Street Silver tanks are being put on the streets in China to protect the banks. This is because the Henan branch of the Bank of China is declaring that the people's savings in their branch are now, quote, investment products and can't be withdrawn. And here's a picture. So why is that important? Well, the reason that's important is because China is really our left, American left's blueprint for America. If you look at anything like ESG or anything like uh, uh, the way that they go about 
trying to control people through uh, coercion, the, the way that they tried to take over companies essentially by uh, forcing them to do the things that they want them to do. That's kind of the blueprint for the American left is the China regime, this authoritarian dictatorship. And uh, if, if China is going to be making people keep their money in the banks with tanks, you can better believe there's people in California right now who are taking notes, who are saying, well, maybe this is not such a this is not such a bad idea after all for us in the future. I used to say in the book, uh, there was a book called. Um, oh, what is it? Oh, shoot, I forgot it. Anyway, there's a book about uh, statism basically in Europe, and it was about uh, how things are happening in Europe. And this was written in the forties. And anyway, the, in the preface, the, the author said that what happens in Europe is important for you people in America, because this is a, uh, this is, this is what's going to happen to you in 20 years in the future. So there's, he was saying basically what's happening in Europe and Britain 20 years is what's going to happen to you guys in America. So you better pay attention. And, um, that's what's really, I think, too, also now holding true for China is the things that are going on in China. It may not be 20 years, but that is the blueprint for people who are uh, pulling the strings here for uh, decision making in America if they get their way. Well, that's it for today. I think uh, if you want to join us, go to drtommy.com slash podcast. If you, like I said, are in the town, in the area and you want to find a more freedom-oriented, liberty-oriented uh, medical practice where you are treated as an individual, not as a group, then you can join us on Dr. Tommy. To, I'm sorry, join us at Echelon Health, and we're right up the road here in, uh, in Lutz, right north of Bears Avenue in Tampa. And join us online, drtommy.com slash podcast, and also join us with uh, join us online with the video or the audio version throughout any of your podcast platforms. So until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.